0: of tenants and been involved in thousands of real estate transactions. This program will help you follow in Jason's footsteps on the road to your financial independence day. You really can do it. And now, here's your host, Jason Hartman, with the complete solution for real estate investors.
1: Greetings from Palm Beach, Florida, and welcome to episode 1585. And here in Palm Beach, Florida, it is a chilly, 73 degrees. It's windy, chilly, and beautiful outside. Wow, what a beautiful day, what a beautiful evening. Anyway, this is the eve of the big election, one of the uh, most bitter and highly contested presidential elections, well, certainly of my lifetime, but maybe maybe in the American lifetime. I'm not sure. I heard some of those in the past were pretty nasty way before my time. But again, I don't know. Don't know enough about it. So today we have John Truman Wolf with us, and we're getting pretty political, but we're also talking about bail-ins, bank bail-ins, and the threat of that. We're talking about the demand for battery technology and lithium and things like that. So we're not gonna talk a lot about real estate here. We definitely talked about the mass migration with the riots, uh, otherwise known as the Joe Biden campaign rallies, Eh, you know, riot, Joe Biden campaign rally. It's about the same thing. It's certainly the same set of voters. Uh, no no one could deny that. But yeah, you know, so if anybody listening is bothered by political stuff, you know, maybe needs a safe space, then this probably isn't the best episode for you. But uh, I think you'll learn a lot from it because uh, we talk about some pretty interesting topics. We've got some, uh, we're going to start out with some comedy, some comedians, we're going to start out with the late Robin Williams. May he rest in peace. And Robin Williams, a long time ago, talking about Joe Biden, none other than Joe Biden and Robin Williams. So we'll have that in a moment. We got a little clip from Bill O'Reilly. We've got a clip, the man on the street type interview, where uh, our reporter goes and interviews a whole bunch of people at Berserkly, otherwise known as Berkeley, you know, that crazy uh, college. My mom's alma mater up in Northern California, and then interviews a bunch of people to get their reaction in minority neighborhoods and see what they think of those elitist whiteies at Berkeley. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, they're pretty insulting, pretty condescending if you ask me. So we've got some clips of that and we think it'll be an entertaining show for you. But you know, the amazing thing about this, this election, and this is not a partisan statement. This is just a, uh, probably a fact and you can decide whether or not you think it's a sad fact or a good fact depending on which side of the aisle you're on but if trump does not win tomorrow if that should happen he will likely be the last republican president in america for a long 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 time because instantly we will see and o'reilly talks about this 15 to 20 million, what do we call them? Hillary Clinton. Summon Hillary Clinton's words, workers without papers. Yes, we will see them get instant amnesty under a Biden administration. And that will will almost guarantee a Democratic win for like any election coming up uh, for a long, long time. Because, uh, you know, uh, many of these... uh, These groups, they get pandered to, and um, they get bamboozled by these uh, liars that make promises and never deliver on them. It's amazing that a candidate like Biden, for example, just one of many, can make these promises for 47 years, almost five decades, to his various special interest groups, and their lives keep getting worse. Their standard of living, I'm I'm judging it economically, but hey, judge it by drug use, education quality, healthcare availability, a whole bunch of other things, right? He makes all these promises to these groups like he's going to help them for 47 years, for almost five decades, yet in every measurable category, their standard of living has gotten worse and worse and worse. Yet, how does he still win that vote? It's absolutely astonishing to me. If you can explain that to me, please comment. If you're on YouTube, just make a comment on the video. If you're only listening, then uh, just go to jasonhartman.com slash ask and let me know, Educate me, Because I don't get it. I don't understand. But hey, we're going to do our election recap, you know, get through this crazy week, and then we're going to be talking all about real estate. And I've got an upcoming course you're going to love, a great real estate course to teach you how to invest during these absolutely turbulent uh, times that we're living in. So without further ado, let's get to our guest today, John Truman Wolf, back again on the show. Here he is. it's my pleasure to welcome john truman wolf back to the show he is the author of several books including the coming financial crisis and the Strategic Intelligence Newsletter, I believe, right? <laughs>
2: Did I have that right? Strategic, fi- strategic Financial Intelligence, Jason, Strategic
1: yeah. Financial Intelligence Newsletter. John, welcome back. We had so many people that just loved your talk the last time. Over hundred and twelve, no, over 120,000 views on YouTube, like 576 comments, people having whole conversations about bank bail-ins. And boy, we can talk about that. I know you want to talk about lithium prices and investments a little bit there. But tomorrow is a big day, isn't it? For not only the United States, but for the world, who is going to be the next president and who's going to control the Senate?
2: What are your thoughts? Well, you're right. I mean, this is, uh, and, you know, all the talking heads on TV say it, but it's true. This is the most important election in perhaps in American history, Certainly, the most important election, if I have to go back in history to 1828, when uh, Andy Jackson took out the second central bank of the United States, this is a big deal. It is a big deal, as you say, for the country. It's a big deal for the world. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm the country sitting on pins and needles. And there's there's a lot at play here across the government, in all three branches of government. And, uh, you know, 24 hours.
1: Okay, so why is it a big deal? Well, I have my opinion, but I want to hear yours.
2: Well, the choices are dramatically opposed. Yeah. Uh, On on the one hand, you have. But, But they were the last
1: time between Trump and Obama or not. Well, not Obama, but, you know, the last time around when Trump was running. And I mean, it was so. I was so proud of America the day that Trump was inaugurated and this is why not because Trump became president so much but this is what made me so proud is the orderly peaceful transfer of power you know you saw Trump walk in and the Obamas walk out and those two couldn't be more opposed right, right. and that's impressive you know that just gives me goosebumps thinking about it in other countries that just would never happen. You know, I mean, some other countries it would, obviously. But, you know, it it really, I'm impressed. You know, the three branches of government, the checks and balances in hotly contested elections, you know, now I don't think this one's going to be peaceful, by the way, so I'm speaking too soon. But, you know, generally they've been pretty, pretty darn peaceful. But now it seems that rioting or, sorry, Joe Biden campaign rallies, Otherwise known as riots, are like a sport, you know, sadly. And that's a whole nother topic. But um, it, it does impress me that, uh, you know, we can transfer power. So they're diametrically opposed. I mean, nothing is, is Hillary, Hillary and Trump, are they more different than Biden and Trump? Are they more diametrically opposed?
2: Well, I think so. Uh, uh, well, diametr- diametrically apo- opposed, I'm not so sure. I don't know what Joe Biden's policies are, frankly. I know what- I don't think he knows. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I mean, once he locates what state he's in and what office he's running for- And who he's running against. <laughs> and and that's right. And who he's, running, he's not running against, George Bush. You know, I mean, look, uh, to be kind, the guy's at the beginning stages of dementia. Oh, yeah. And if he were to be elected- my opinion is he would not last four years. Oh, and Kamala no. Harris is a vindictive, yeah. uh, nasty woman. This is trepidatious. And so if you look at the policies, uh, Trump versus, you know, Biden slash Harris, then you begin to see how diametrically opposed they are. I mean, she is left and she's she's not even she doesn't even have the integrity of like a Bernie Sanders. No. Bernie loves socialism. He's out there. He says it. He pushes his socialistic policies. Kamala Harris is covertly hostile. Right. And so uh, it is Trump who is, you know, in some aspects, libertarianish, not across the boards, but he's a free acting guy. Donald Trump should keep his tweet and his mouth closed sometimes. That's oh, said no 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 one would disagree with that. <laughs> you know, that that's that's said the he's experience. the most productive president in American history. Yeah. I can See, say I am
1: amazed. I am amazed at how much energy Trump has. I mean, on the campaign trail in the White House. And you know what? You know what the left never notices? Look at how abusive the Obamas were to the office and the taxpayers, the cadre of servants Michelle Obama had the trips in Air Force One, you know, bringing that entourage of over 300 people to all of these countries. I mean, Trump hasn't done any of that stuff. You know, he hasn't like abused the office like that. You know, he hasn't started all these fruitless wars. He's gotten us out of them. He just never gets credit that, you know, it makes me want to support Trump just because the media is so unfair to him. I mean, just because, you know, look at Nobody likes a bully, right? Except maybe another bully. And, you know, you could accuse Trump of being a little bullyish sometimes, but I don't really think. I mean, you know, he's he's just bombastic. That's the way he is. But the media is a bully. The media bullies Trump. And it is just ridiculous how unfair of a, uh, a judge, jury, and executioner they are.
2: It really is. Well, you know, this this Twitter holding back the New York Post story... <laughs> Uh, Facebook's holding it. This begins to get really outrageous. This begins to be, you know, very East German communist kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it goes it, you to show know. you that the left has no interest in democratic principles. No. They have no interest in tolerance. They have no interest in debate because their arguments won't withstand the scrutiny of debate. They simply vilify people and label them and negate them. And then they just censor them. I mean, and what we've got to realize is that these social media platforms have GDPs. In other words, their annual revenue of, say, Facebook is uh, about the same as the country of Chile.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, do you realize how significant that is? I mean, these these are not companies existing in a competitive market where you just can go somewhere else, right? These are companies that have, Totally monopolized their place in the market, whether they be Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Twitter, and they are just—it's appalling what they are doing. I mean, uh, it's just appalling. It really yeah,
2: is. It, yeah. Not Google, only monop- don't forget Google.
1: Uh, I mean, <laughs>
2: lest I leave Google out,
1: but yeah, go ahead.
2: Uh, monopolizing and abusing, and I listen. I you know, if I'm close to anything, I'm I'm libertarianish. Yet I would favor a control of these corporations so that they can't exercise that kind of abuse of the of the First Amendment. So uh, I think they ought to pull this, uh, you know, article 230 or section 230 or-
1: Of the Communications Decency Act. Yeah, the CDA, yeah.
2: yeah. They, should, they should pull it.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, uh, they absolutely should. It's ridiculous. That was created at a time when the internet was just getting off the ground. And why is it that- The New York Times, as much as, you know, the New York Times, I'm just using them as a bad example. But if they say something or print something in the New York Times, they can be sued for libel. Yet Google and Facebook and Twitter, they're just exempt from it. And then they can censor at the same time. It's absolutely ridiculous. They have the best of all worlds. It's ridiculous. I've been saying this for years, John. They need to be either split up under antitrust laws, regulated under the same types of laws utilities are regulated under, common carrier laws. Right. And let me just, again, for my listeners, give them an example. You know, if we're on the phone together and the phone company doesn't like what we're talking about, as long as we're paying the bill, they don't have the right to cut off our phone service. Okay? Yeah, right. Yet Facebook and Twitter and Twitter is the most disgusting of all. But we don't know the type of censorship that, say, Google is engaged in and even in Facebook either, right? Why do we see what we see in our newsfeed, right? Why do we see what we see in our search results? We don't know. It's all secret. It's like this, you know, this kangaroo court for information. It's a star chamber. You know, it's North Korea. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. So split up under antitrust laws regulated under common carrier laws, and or their algorithms need to be made public. So everybody knows why they see what they see in their search results, etc.
2: I wrote a a newsletter back some months ago, Jason, which started off with a representative from DARPA, I don't know if you or your, your yep. listeners know uh, DARPA's, which is basically the, the Dr. Strangelove of American yep. <laughs> intelligence, very, very dark people. That was uh, a great movie, by the way. <laughs> Strange one, Love, yeah. So one, one, one of the great ones, you know, they don't get any better, Peter Sellers. Anyway, a representative from DARPA, the CIA, the FBI, and the NSA sit in a room as uh, Sergey Brin and, and um, Larry Page, rollerbladed in. This is when they're getting their PhD at Stanford. This is true story. And they would give them an update on how the research was doing and the development of that algorithm. And uh, those government agencies would cough up money. So Google was funded by government intelligence. And if you look at the recruiting of the last few years, uh, Google's executive staff is recruited from the NSA from, you know, the CIA, et cetera. Google is a front for government intelligence. And- um, And and
1: Facebook's been accused of that too. Supposedly the CIA was one of the original investors in Facebook.
2: They were, they just haven't been as abusive, but uh, yeah, both of those companies, and look where they are. Look at the amount of influence they have on opinions it's outrageous. I I would I would agree with your comments on what should be done with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, hey, let's move on to the election. We should do a whole show sometime in the future about censorship and and that because it's absolutely ridiculous. But let me share my screen here. I've got a couple of conversation starters for you, John, and I want to get your opinion, your thoughts on some of these things, okay? Yep. Okay. Let's just jump in here. I was going to just talk to my listeners a little bit about real estate, but this artificially low interest rates have created this massive seller's market where you know properties are flying off the shelf, as you know. Just your yeah. opinion about these fake interest rates we have, these in real terms, negative interest rates, right? You know, if you look at the real inflation rate, just like to get your thoughts on that because, you know, you're a financial guy and what do you think? I
2: think the Fed ought to get out of the business of keeping interest rates at zero, or as you say, minus. I mean, as you are, and your listeners probably may or may not know, there's, I think, the figure's $13 trillion worth of actual negative interest rate bonds in Europe. And uh, my concern is, is that it's coming And there's some flawed thinking that, oh, that's going to get people to take money out of the bank and spend it, and it's good for the economy. No, it just destroys the savings, particularly of seniors, retirees. I think it's really bad policy.
1: Yeah, because the rates are artificially low and older people tend to be savers. And they use that nest egg. And now, John, they're forced into all of these much more speculative, higher risk investments that they shouldn't be investing in at their age, right? They should be able to ladder their CDs or buy some conservative bonds. And that should be their maybe municipal bonds. But we know, you know, we know the municipalities are in big trouble and the pension crisis. But they can't do that anymore, can they?
2: No, they can't. They can't do it. And, you know artificial is the exact right word these interest rates if the fed got out of the way would rise to to you know to where they belong and i don't know what that number is exactly but it's certainly not zero or a quarter of a percent yeah uh, yeah
1: no you're absolutely right well we have what we have but let's talk a little bit about the election. I hope uh, the sound comes through on this okay, but let me just play a couple of clips here. I think sure. you'll uh, you'll enjoy some of this. It's a little levity for uh, for the intense times we're living in. So let me just move my mic over here.
0: We still have comedy, though. We still have great comedy out there. There's always rambling Joe Biden. What the fuck? <laughs> Joe says shit that even people in Tourette's go, No. <laughs> no. What is going on? Joe is like your uncle who's on a new drug and hasn't got the dosage right. I'm proud to work with Barack America. He's not a superhero, you idiot! Come here. When FDR was on television, there was no TV back then. Come here, Joe. Sit down. Very willing to let the American public judge my physical, mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness. President Trump and the Democrats around, demagogues around the world. Donald Trump is re-elected.
2: Donald Trump. He
0: doesn't want to shed light. He wants to generate heat. And he's stroking violence in our cities.
1: <laughs> Stoking violence. you got
0: more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. What you all know, but most people don't know, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. Where I come from, you don't get far unless you ask. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. You're likely to see help out. a Democrat, a lifelong Democrat, a proud Democrat.
1: He's forgetting his name.
0: A Democrat. a Democrat. And, uh, you know, uh, there was, uh, I think that... Uh, the former senator, you just—I heard that familiar voice. You know what I mean. Just spoke. Well, he's right about one important thing. We all these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the God. You know this. You know the you know thing. I'm beginning to see <laughs> why your wife left you. Why are you texting? Why, 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 why? You're getting nervous, man. COVID has taken this year. Just since the outbreak has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's just, when you think about it. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, I just spoke at, a, at Dartmouth on healthcare at the medical school, or not, I guess it wasn't actually on the campus, but the people from the medical school were at right the I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. I'm not sure whether it's a medical school or where the hell I spoke, but it was on the campus. I propose, and I'm going to digress slightly. I right? here we we're in a situation. I the president asked me to head up a cancer moonshot in another country and, and annexed a significant portion of the called Crimea. He's saying that it was president. My boss. His, his
1: Obama. School,
0: El Salvador and, and it went to, to, to win and say in Honduras and say, look, I took on uh, Putin in terms of uh, Iraq. I mean, excuse me, in terms of uh, uh, um, what was going on in Ukraine. By strengthening, by strengthening, by strengthening, by investing $100 billion in education in global warming efforts. It's a whole range of things. We can't afford it by just eliminating, beginning to treat, treat work reward work as much as well get hot i got a lot of i got hairy legs that turn that 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 turn uh uh uh, blonde in the sun (laughs) and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down (laughs) so it was straight and then watch the hair come, come back up again if you want to protect yourself get a double barrel shotgun have the shells of 12-gauge shot. they look at it so i learned about roaches i learned about kids jumping on my lap and i've loved kids jumping on my lap. no man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger we have to just change the culture period and keep punching at it and punching at it and punching at it it will be a big pr- no i really mean it and immediately change the law in the state of delaware protecting transgender people We have to eliminate the funding gap that exists between minority white and majority white and and non-white districts. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but let's just end it there. I mean, that is so embarrassing. Can you imagine him meeting and dealing with world leaders Well, it's, you know, on the one hand, you you can't watch that and not laugh. And even back to Robin Williams when he was around.
2: I mean, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's it's also sad, and it's a comment on a certain segment of the population that they would actually nominate this man to be the president of the United States. It's a terrible candidate.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah.
2: There's big Bill O'Reilly. I don't know. I don't know that I've seen this clip.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to play it because he's just talking a little bit about the difference, you know, what happens if uh, there's Biden win versus a Trump win, right? But like you were saying,
2: I mean, what a candidate, right, John? You know, what do you think? Well, I think the guy should go to a retirement home. I think the Democratic Party is out of their minds. I think there must be, I can't imagine being a leader One of the opinion uh, leaders in the Democratic Party and looking at this man as he stumbles through his campaign, it's scary. It's scary. It's sad. Uh, You know, Joe Biden should go back to his basement and chill out with his wife, whom he stole from a married man years ago. I don't know that story,
1: but, but there's a long history of Biden lying and deceit and obviously crony capitalism. We know that's out of the bag now. I mean, the cheating, Hunter Biden story cheating,
2: is cheating on his co- on his college exams, yeah. and then of course there's this laptop business, which which the mainstream media will not talk about, which is clearly he's involved in international. I don't know if it's formally uh, money laundering, but certainly doing business in China and and um, and the Ukraine. This whole Burisma thing. I mean, it's if this were Trump. you know, Adam Schiff would be uh, nonstop. So uh, it's a really sad commentary on the country. It's It's a massive double standard, isn't it? It's a a double standard. And it makes it makes me sad. I mean, I don't, uh, you know, clearly want Trump to win this election. But seeing this guy uh, parade around his lack of intelligence, his lack of understanding of, of government policy, it's scary, Jason that this guy could be elected. It's uh, it's, it's really scary.
1: It really is. And his lack of integrity. Don't forget that one. When you compare him to Trump, I don't know that I trust Trump a whole bunch either, but the one thing I do trust about him is that I trust that he's for America and he's for the American people. And that I wholeheartedly trust. I think he'll do all kinds of sly tricks to get what he wants but I think he really cares about the country deeply. I, I sense that.
2: Well, he does. I mean, he, he, he does. And I, and I think that in my opinion, I think that's grown on him as he has taken on and accepted the responsibility for running the country and his dedication to, to patriotism and, and uh, the military I think is awesome. And the, on the one hand, He's smart because he knows that America needs to have a strong military, yet he's not, you know, chasing these third world wars. We've been in Afghanistan 18 years, spent a trillion dollars, thousands of young men and women have died there. What are we doing there? What in the world are we doing in Afghanistan? And at least Trump's got the guts to pull these guys home.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. When you look at Biden, I was trying to compare him to all sort of all of the modern presidents, John. And I, I wonder what you think of this analysis. You look back, you know, and you think, okay, is Biden smarter than, you know, by comparison than any of these past presidents? Go back to Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, you know, Bush number one, Clinton, Bush number two, I mean, uh, Obama and Trump. I mean, Biden is dumber than any of those, right? It's just unbelievable that he could be a candidate. I'm
2: amazed. Well, when you have somebody that is as disingenuous as he is and who has lied as much as he has, when you get older, as he has become his ability to speak straight goes away. And all of these, you know, past, you know, outrageous acts, they kind of sit in his mind. And so he can't even uh, discuss policy, you know, without stumbling. No, he's not as smart as any of the past presidents that you've mentioned. He's a joke. And he's also, uh, you know, I don't want to get into that yeah. too much, but, okay. but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I,
1: hear that.
2: I I, hear I that. met him I hear once. I, I, I was on the board of the national foundation of women legislators, uh, years ago, he was there and, uh, th- this guy's a little bit on the a little bit of a lecher. Let me just say that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't uh, know. Did he ask you to feel his uh, legs? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and
2: look at the hair on his leg. That oh, seems to run in the family, you know? Yeah. Yeah it's
1: it's it's really crazy it really is this will be continued on the next episode thank you for listening and happy investing